One of the things I can always count on is that there will always be confirmation. Now, what is confirmation? Confirmation is when you get that sign from the universe, that little synchronistic kismet moment that reassures you that what you're doing is right. And the fact that Anchor by Spotify makes everything so easy to record my podcast and upload it, I've got episodes lined up for the rest of the year, all in one place, because everything can be done either on my desktop or on my phone. Anchor has the tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast anywhere, right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and so many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. I would suggest downloading the Anchor app or going to anchor.fm to get started because the one thing that could happen is you put out something that everyone needs to hear and you get confirmation of exactly what you needed. Even though there are millions of podcasts already, the world doesn't have yours. Join Anchor today. Welcome back to another episode of Metaphysical AF, the podcast. And I'm really excited that you guys chose to listen to this episode. It's really exciting. This is the first episode I've done in a while. I've got episodes backlogged that I just haven't felt called to put in yet, but here we go. So if you've been following me on social media, you have known that there's a recent influx in the podcast. Uh, we recently passed 20,000 downloads um, and we are charting. I say we because it's just me, but we, me and the podcast are charting on the top 100 Apple podcast charts in multiple countries, several countries, including Sweden, Vietnam, Australia, the United Kingdom, Botswana, Vietnam. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. This episode is going to be about dreams because this seems to be a very, a very up, uh, up topic right now. And my TikTok has recently grown to about 17,000 followers. I grew 17,000 followers in less than a week um, by creating a video that talked about dreams. And I'm going to go more in depth about that today. The video, which I will play for you here, is going to talk about um, why we see the symbols that we see in the things that we, in, we, in, in what we dream. Uh, so this video has almost 300, uh, close to 350,000 views. It's really, it's got about 33,000 likes. So it's really exciting. And uh, here I will play what the video tells you in this one to two, I think it was one minute clip I was able to do it this time. Did you know when you dream, if you see a face that you actually know who that face is, even if it's unrecognizable for you? Your subconscious mind cannot create symbols. You can only dream in the symbols that you have actually already seen. That includes symbology of people, animals, places, and things. So if you're having dreams and you don't recognize the people or the places that you are, it's because your subconscious mind is tapping into another timeline that you actually have been and you have seen those people's places and things. Follow me for more dream interpretation. So that's pretty interesting, right? And 
The influx of comments on this post is really amazing. And there's so many people talking about their dreams. And I'm going to read some of what their dreams are just so that we can talk about them also in this episode and just sit back, buckle up, get a drink. Uh, This is going to be a great episode. If you have, if you dream about certain things and you want me to cover them or look over them, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. Uh, We're going to be talking about a lot of these different ones. A lot of people dream about different locations and a lot of people dream about the same things. So what we're going to get into today is we're actually going to, I'm actually going to read to you and talk to you about why we dream and the most common dreams and then some really unusual dreams and what they could mean. So first, I'm going to be reading from a few different articles. I'm going to be taking uh, some information from regent.co.uk as well as dreams.co.uk, storypick.com, and antiflow.com. These are some of my favorite, these are some of my favorite ones to use that I have found that are really beneficial. Uh, So here we go. We're going to start with the chemistry of dreaming um, and why we dream and, and what chemicals are released when we dream. So most of our dreaming happens when we're in the REM sleep. And this is the fifth stage of the sleeping the sleeping stages that's characterized by rapid eye movement and highly active brain and a paralyzed body is kind of what what we're dealing with when we're dreaming and the brain is so active when we dream that it's virtually indistinguishable from a brain that's in its waking state so we can monitor brains and see how they are during their waking state and then we can also see how they are when they're in their dream state and they're virtually indistinguishable so if you're looking at someone's brain waves and it's four o'clock in the afternoon on a regular work day you may be actually looking at someone's brain waves who is asleep at four o'clock in the morning or whatever time. Even though it's indistinguishable, the chemistry is entirely rewired when we sleep. And many scientists attribute this to the reason that dreams can be so weird or bizarre. Let's take a step back and look at it from the metaphysical point of view and beyond the physical. Uh, We know that we are not people just walking around, just having this, you know, this experience. We are souls living as this spiritual, as this being. So when we dream, this is almost a gateway or portal into seeing what your brain actually knows and what your brain has yet to unlock. The fact that the brain uses a lot of energy and is highly active when we sleep means that we're experiencing thousands of complex interconnections and signals that are constantly firing that release hormones and neurotransmitters, some of which we don't even recognize. And one of the chemicals that we're going to talk about is the the very known chemical of melatonin. This is also known as the sleep hormone, and it's released from the pineal gland to promote sleep. Uh, So a derivative of serotonin melatonin plays several important functions in the circadian rhythm it regulates our blood pressure it regulates seasonal reproduction it regulates day and night cycles so if you're not producing enough melatonin which you may not be doing because your pineal gland is calcified you are probably not experiencing uh very very uh 
vivid dreams. You may not be dreaming at all. You actually may have low sex drive. You actually may not be able to monitor or regulate your sleep and wake cycle very well. Uh, So melatonin really plays a key role in our bodies and in our minds and how our dream state really comes to be. Melatonin levels deplete when it gets brighter in the morning to encourage you to wake up. So it's actually really beneficial to sleep with a sleep mask because if you are not able to have a regular sleep and wake cycle, sleeping with a sleep mask is going to give you that extra bit of darkness and that extra melatonin production that you're going to need to actually be at peak levels uh, during the times that you're sleeping and when you're awake. The impact of melatonin has on dreaming is shown in the fact that higher doses of the hormone can lead to even more lucid dreams and sometimes nightmares and terrors because you're not dealing with the things you actually need to be dealing with in regards to your body. Another hormone or chemical that's produced when we're dreaming is oxytocin and this is the love hormone. This takes center stage in the role of bonding with people, and it's a a neurohormone that's released during sex. Oxytocin also enhances feelings of trust, empathy, dependence, and many other feelings connected to and maintaining social connections. Whenever a baby is born, the amount of oxytocin that is produced in the mother literally makes her produce milk. So it's really wonderful experience to know how oxytocin works in your body. So it's really beneficial. In the hypothalamus, the nuclei that monitor the activity of oxytocin are close to the regions of the brain that monitor arousal and and actually the sleep-wake patterns of the body. This is how oxytocin can be activated during sleep. Um, And interestingly enough, the hypothalamus is vibrated whenever you do certain kundalini chants. So you can vibrate the hypothalamus, which stimulates the pituitary gland, which in turn could help you also have a better night's sleep. A great way to vibrate the hypothalamus is with the kundalini opening chant, Ong Namo Guru Dev Namo. This translates into, I bow down to the divine teacher within. So that's really, since dreams primarily revolve around an individual's social interactions and our relationships with people that we're close to, or people that we have connections to and soul bonds to from past lives and parallel universes, uh, there's a strong argument that oxytocin has an influence over our dreams. So there's that. Now let's move on and talk about what REM sleep is so that we can get a really good idea. If you're not dreaming, we're going to figure out why. Uh, REM stands for rapid eye movement, and it's a phase of sleep unique to mammals such as ourselves and birds. Uh, During REM sleep, our blood pressure increases, we breathe quickly and irregularly, our eyes move randomly and quickly. We tend to dream more vividly as our brains are most active during this stage of sleep, and we have lower muscle tone. Uh, REM sleep is one of the five phases we go through when we sleep. The other four are called NREM, or non-rapid eye movement sleep. Um, REM sleep typically happens when the first hour and a half of sleep is cycling through when you're first really getting into that first hour and a half of sleep. Um, 
As with everything we do, it does affect our dreaming. The precise nature and function of REM sleeps remain a mystery, actually. And this is a resounding agreement among scientists that rapid eye movement is crucial endogenous function in the body that has been preserved throughout mammalian evolution for a very specific reason that we're still trying to figure out. So this is something that's actually, what do we say? Metaphysical. (laughs) So let's continue. The exact cause of rapid eye movement is a really elusive subject, but there's evidence that shows it originates when and underdetermined chemical signals are sent to the pons, to the regions of the brain that govern everything from movement to consciousness. One region of the pons sends signals to while we sleep is the thalamus. This area of the brain is comprised of extensive networks and is crucial in the relay of sensory and motor signals as well as regulated consciousness and sleep. Also send signals to our structures of our brain. When activated during REM sleep, one region of the brain thalamus relays signals to the cerebral cortex. This is the outer layer of the brain that monitors learning, thinking, and organizing information. So your thalamus is communicating to your cerebral cortex when you're dreaming. And if anyone hears cerebral cortex and instantly thinks of X-Men, unless you're a neuroscientist, congratulations, you're, 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 that's exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> the activation of these specific areas of the brain not only provides an explanation for why the brain is so highly active during the sleep, but it also strengthens the connection that rapid eye movement uh, and dreaming have the consolidation of information. So why are our dreams visual? Why am I seeing these things in my dreams? The chemical signals that are released in the brain during REM sleep also answer one of the basic questions of dreaming and that's why do I see images in my dreams? And maybe you don't see images in your dreams and we're going to talk about that as well. the thalamus is, re- is a relay-centered sensory of signals. One part of the thalamus that specifically behaves as a relay center for the visual pathway is the lateral genticulate nucleus, the LGN. And the pons also sends its elusive chemical signals here when REM sleep is underway. The LGN is the main connection between the optic nerve and the visual processing center known as the occipital lobe. This means that the LGN is able to take visual input from the eyes and process it so that our brains can understand what we're seeing. You remember that old movie from the 90s or maybe the early 2000s with Will Smith, uh, Wild Wild West? There was a part about the movie where you could take the eyes of a person or you could take their head and see the last image that was burned into their brain before they died. This is, this is kind of playing on to that of these, these LGNs work together to bring out what, to, to really use your eyes to understand, to help your brain understand what is being shown to you or what's being re-shown to you because you've already seen everything that you dream about, everything, whether you've seen it in a movie, you've seen it subliminally, you've seen it in another timeline, you have seen it. By sending signals to the visual center while we sleep, the LGN gets triggered as we enter REM sleep. This can explain why we dream and also why we always dream of something or someone we have seen before. Our dreams seem to have access to this visual bank by the pons activating the lateral genticulate nucleus. So 
this is why you're seeing the things that you've already seen. So now let's talk about these most common types of dreams. And I, I was not surprised to hear about these dreams. What does an unusual dream mean? Um, dreaming about anything unusual refers to anything extraordinary or abnormal that doesn't really occur in your waking life. There are many unusual situations which can result in a dream. Everyone has different situations, so there are always different interpretations depending on how you feel and what you're aware of and if you can recall the main theme of the dream. The explanation here refers only to unusual in general. Dreaming of unusual situations of things has a reference to something that's going on at the moment that's maybe not happening in your waking life, or maybe it is. There's something that torments you intellectually, even in the night. It could be stressful situation, obsessive thought, or whatever comes to mind more often than anything else. Your mind is trying to tell you something, and meditation would be a great tool to step into before you actually go to sleep. The dream about unusual people or characters is a symbol of someone in your life being a bit inconsistent with you. Unusual situations can also reflect a situation occurring at the moment in your waking life. In general, whatever the unusual display was in your dream, you should look out the symbols and seek out the daily activities that you're dealing with to see if they may have some correlation. In your dream, you may feel unusual, something unusual scares you, you may have to deal with an unusual, something really unusual, or you just dream of something really weird. I once had a dream about riding a horse in an Olympic-sized pool, like an Olympic swimming race, but with horses. Um, sometimes there are positive changes that can be misconstrued in dreams. Um, whatever the unusual situation is, you're not uh, shaken or you're not scared about it. Uh, the dream winds up being positive in nature or the dream actually bought you brought you some kind of benefit um if you feel surprised or insecure or weird amazed curious anxious these are all going to be telltale signs that you are dreaming of something unusual the 10 most common types of dreams that you can expect maybe these relate to some of you i'm actually i'm going through some of these comments and it's really interesting. Some of you um, say, I've dreamed of a lot of places I've not been yet and houses I don't recognize. What does this mean? That's actually one of the common, the one of the common dreams is dreams of houses. Um, this other person, there's this one oldish town that I always dream I'm in. I've never seen it. I was small just here and there and I'm literally always wondering why. Uh, another, I've seen a face that I've never seen before. Wow, why are there no phones in my dream? That's a very interesting question. Um, this is great. Uh, I've dreamed of myself in the heavens and I'm some archangel with some big white wings with warrior armor of gold and black, also a flaming sword. I mean, hey, that sounds like Archangel Michael over here. Like, we've got angels in the comments on this. This is great. So the 10 most common types of dreams are going to be, of course, metaphorical symbolic of what they mean every night during sleep each of us creates about five dream episodes give or take and these dreams can last anywhere between 15 to 40 minutes so we all spend around two hours dreaming every night with seven billion dreamers on the planet 
That means collectively we create 35 billion dreams in a 24-hour period. All of these dreams mirror fundamental patterns of human behavior. Some believe these dreams patterns reflect who we actually are, what we actually need, and what we believe. So now a common dream is your teeth falling out. So dreams about teeth can reflect your anxieties about your appearance and how others perceive you. Such dreams may stem from a fear of rejection, embarrassment, or feeling unattractive. As teeth are used to bite, tear, chew, dreams about losing your teeth can stem from a sense of powerlessness, which means you may be experiencing self-confidence issues. Another common dream is being chased. Being chased suggests you're running away from something that's causing you fear or anxiety in your waking life. It indicates that you have a tendency to run away or avoid a particular issue. The chaser can also represent an aspect of yourself. Example, your, your, feelings, your own feelings of anger, jealousy, or fear can manifest itself as a threatening figure. Unable to find a bathroom. Having trouble finding a bathroom means you may be finding it difficult to express your needs in a certain situation. It can represent feelings of your personal needs not being met by always putting others first. You may feel like you're lacking time for personal issues and need some privacy, self-care, or self-expression. Being naked in public. Being naked in public is a dream that symbolizes not being able to find yourself, uncertainty, and being wrongly accused. If you're not the naked person in your dream, but you see a nude person and you are sickened by it, it means that you're worried about exposing that person. Underprepared for an exam or a test. Test dreams can be so real that we actually wake up convinced that we just failed an important exam. At least one in every five people will experience an exam dream in their lives. Exam dreams are a reflection of your lack of confidence and your inability to advance to the next stage of life. Flying. A tough time flying in your dream suggests that someone or something is stopping you from moving to the next stage of life. Being afraid to fly proposes that you might be having trouble keeping up with the high goals you set for yourself, and if you were alone and struggling to fly, it implies that you're lacking confidence within yourself. Falling. If you fall anywhere and you're overcome by fear, it signifies insecurity and anxiety about a situation. Enjoying the feeling of falling suggests that you are not afraid of the changes. Being in an out-of-control vehicle. Dreams of cars represent our dream, our drive in life, and the direction we are taking. At this stage of your life, you may feel that you're off track and need to get back on the road to keep going. Finding an unused room. If you learn of a new room in your dreams, it denotes new outlooks and abilities that you have raised and realized about yourself. If the room is white, it means you're ready to make a new beginning in your life. Being late. Dreaming that you are late represents your worry and anxiety about taking a different direction in your life, or that you're trying to get things done, but you feel that you're running out of time. Your unconscious might be telling you that it's never too late to do the things you want to do in life. Remember, when you're trying to figure out what your dream means, your unconscious will not spell it out for you. This is a job for your conscious to figure out. 
Dream symbols are metaphoric and you have to decode them. Now let's talk about some weird and strange dreams that we've had that you you have written you wrote in and told me these crazy dreams so i'm gonna share some of them and i'm gonna read more of this amazing website that talks about what it could mean about these strange dreams there is a lot of you that actually have the same dream that you maybe you'll find maybe you'll find something in this episode that can trigger you to help you do something about that uh dreaming about being pregnant uh, Ali Mead has studied dream analysis at the Jungarian Institute of Los Angeles and says that the dream of seeing yourself pregnant is about creativity. Women create new life out of their bodies, and if you dream of being pregnant, you're craving to be creative. You're wanting to birth something. You want to dream bigger and work on something that will add excitement to your life, but might be bringing you a little bit of stress, too. Dreams of waking up next to a dead body or a skeleton. Waking up next to a dead body or a skeleton signifies a rough patch in the future that will require lots of self-work. The horror and disgust which you may feel can entertain thoughts of death about how you feel about death. A dead body in a dream usually represents regret, nostalgia, mistrust in love, or broken relationships. Dreams of being raped by a family member. Getting raped in your dream means you're feeling powerless, humiliated, or taken advantage of. It doesn't necessarily have to be sexual. You can picture someone if you consider this person to be in a position of power. And if you've been humiliated by that person, you can also dream that they have sexually assaulted you. Dreams about being a beast or a monster. Such dreams are acknowledged to be an expression of effective inner feelings and reactions and what drives you subtly that you have been ignoring. These are the various reasons for the lack of expression in real life. It may be that the painful childhood experience creates a block or apprehension encompassing some fundamental drive like anger or self-expression. Major areas of our of one's potential are withheld and become symbolized by the beast if you've been ignoring them. Dreams about being befriended by your enemy. Do you ever have a dream where your like ex is being really nice to you and you're still just like, you know what, get fucked. This dream indicates some internal conflict about your relationship with your enemy. It means that a small part of you thinks it's time to move on and forget the past and try to make things right. Dreams of being overprotective about your kids when you don't have any. This dream is a representation of a new aspect of your life that's still maturing or developing. It also indicates a part of you that's feeling neglected and needs to be loved and nurtured and accepted by yourself. Having a baby signifies someone acting naive and innocent, which possibly could be you. Dreams of being cheated on or cheating on your partner. Dreams about cheating on your partner may signify guilt in other areas of your lives. To dream that you are the one having an affair suggests feelings of self-guilt and self-betrayal as you compromise your beliefs and integrity. The other possibility is that your conscious mind thinks about the idea of cheating and that is reflected in your dreams. Another possibility is that you could be dreaming and having visions in your dream like a clairvoyant. So you could be finding out about things that you didn't know just by simply dreaming just by simply dreaming and astral projecting. Inception, a dream within a dream. 
A dream within a dream is a way your mind relays information to you. So when this happens, be very aware. This is the way your mind changes the time frame or context of the original dream. Another explanation for this phenomenon is the need of added details to the original dream. It should be noted what your dream what you dream about within your dream. It could be your inner mind trying to show you something important. Dreams about someone you've never met. You might not remember each and every person you pass every day, but your mind does. The only things you remember are the filtered content that your brain needs and find necessary. Subconsciously, you would have overheard a conversation, maybe someone's outfit or the smell of their cologne attracted your attention for a moment, or maybe something stronger briefly made you realize that you did know them, in fact. Your mind may recall such characters in your dreams as well. And dreams of living in your old house or school. To dream of your old house represents a perspective or mindset that is experienced, tried, and trusted. If you dream of returning to an old house, it may mean that you're adapting to an old and familiar way of thinking. You have started to embrace a perspective that you have had before and return to old habits, jobs, or relationships. Now, going back to what I just said about astral projection, this is the belief that you can leave your physical body while you're sleeping. While this sounds supernatural or metaphysical, we see it in films, we see it dating back centuries, there is proof and lots of, lots of, lots of information about astral travel, and I'm pretty sure that the United States government just released some documents in the Freedom of Information Act that display and talk about astral travel, so you can go look those up. There are many documented cases dating back centuries, so this... Netflix series came out a few, I guess maybe a few weeks, a few years ago, probably, or maybe it just came out this year, but it's called Behind Her Eyes, and it recently brought astral projection into a really mainstream view. It follows a single mom who's working in a psychiatrist's office. After beginning an affair with her manager, she strikes up an unlikely friendship with her, with his wife who suffers from night terrors. The wife teaches her how to astral project and send her consciousness to somewhere else. I'm not going to spoil the ending because one, I haven't seen it. And they start to control one another by entering each other's bodies while asleep, which is sounds really interesting and really crazy. So I might go back and watch this. <laughs> astral projection is a term that describes our soul or our astral body leaving the physical body while we're asleep or while we're meditating or and we're traveling somewhere else. It also sometimes referred to as an out of body experience, an OBE. An astral, an astral projection uh, usually involves an intentional effort to send your consciousness from your body. It usually refers to your consciousness traveling out of your body towards a spiritual plane or dimension. An OBE, on the other hand, this is described by Healthline, is unusual and explained. And rather than traveling, your consciousness is said to simply float or hover above your physical body. OBEs, or at least the sensation of them, are largely recognized within the medical community and have been the subject of many studies. However, astral projection is considered to be a spiritual practice and is not studied, even though they're basically the same fucking thing. But let's not get into my... Anyway, is astral projection real? The notion of astral projection is ancient. Many people across the world believe that astral projection is real, and many practice it as a form of self-care and spiritual healing. An article on Elite Daily features an interview with Dr. Deganu Newar, a Nirvana clairvoyant healing. Um, she is a world-renowned spiritual teacher, clairvoyant, and doctor of acupuncture. 
Nora says that astral projection should be practiced carefully and intentionally. This is because when humans are confronted by a traumatizing event, you can end up astrally projecting and losing your sense of control. Nora says, we can do it unconsciously when we were when we're not feeling safe. The spirit leaves the body and projects elsewhere. When not practiced responsibly, you can lose a sense of authority and seniority over your own body. It can be really disempowering. She also explains how to intentionally and safely practice astral projection. She describes the astral cord as a light fixed tube extending from the third chakra of the physical body to the third chakra of the light body, similar to the way a mother and baby are connected through the umbilical cord. Once relaxed, you must picture the astral cord extending out of the third chakra, out into the astral plane. Once you reach this other world, you're likely to experience a feeling of weightlessness and relief, and that's why it's used to help people reduce tension and help heal unsolved trauma. While astral projection may be a a philosophical experience, there's currently no way to scientifically measure whether or not the person's spirit can leave or enter the body during sleep or meditation that we know of yet. I'm sure, I'm sure the military knows how to do this. The simplest explanation for out-of-body experiences is that the person is fantasizing or dreaming. Live science also sums it up as this, quote, through astral projection, practitioners insist their experiences are real. Their evidence is all anecdotal, just as a person who takes peyote or LSD may be truly convinced that they interacted with God or dead people or angels while in their altered state. Astral projection is an entertaining and harmless pastime that can seem profound and in some cases life-changing. But of course, there's no evidence that out-of-body experiences happen outside of the body instead of inside the brain. And I'm sure for the millions of people in the centuries that this has been experienced that they would say otherwise. Now we're going to talk about how to practice astral projection. Before diving into astral projection with no previous experience, I recommend researching thoroughly and finding an expert in your field to help guide you in the right direction and practice it safely and intentionally. There are lots of online subscription resources which promise conscious expanding videos plus informative and enlightening films that you won't find anywhere else. There are great YouTube videos including this uh, one that I'll link in the bottom of the description by Sadhguru. He uh, discusses the notion of astral projection and how to do it. Sadhguru is a world-renowned yogi and best-selling author. So if you're having dreams and you're wondering what they are and you're wondering what to do and you're just not really sure feel free to start doing these three things. Keep a journal by your bed, set an alarm to wake up between three and four, and try to remember that you're dreaming when you're dreaming. Place something on your hand, like a circle or a dot, that you can look at in your dream state and know when you look at that, that you're dreaming. This will get easier over time and you'll be able to know exactly that you're in your dream state. When I dream, I'm absolutely aware that I'm dreaming, 100% know that I'm awake and in the dream realm. So thank you so much for listening. Feel free to follow me on TikTok, follow me on Instagram, reach out. Please, the best thing you can do to be so helpful is write a review of the podcast. If you love it, give it five stars. If you love it, share it to your friends. If you love it, send me a message and tell me that you love it. I absolutely love receiving all your messages of how much you love the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will be back soon. Bye.
Do you sometimes just know something before it happens? Or maybe you taste something before you actually try it? Everyone has these psychic abilities that they're not really sure of or how they came to be. But my metaphysical masterclass, which is free on MaggieMayWilson.com right now, will tell you exactly what you need to know. Whether you're clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, claircognizant, or any of the other clairs, you do have psychic abilities. Stop denying this for yourself and take my free masterclass to find out what your psychic abilities are now. Go to MaggieMayWilson.com and the webinar starts in 30 minutes.